This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast. It's me to trunk Jack. I really, I need to. I've, I've got to decide. I think if it's going to be Jack or to trunk. I'm going to go with to trunk because I'm. It's my ego, you know, uh, and I can't. That's a conversation you should save for your therapist. I think. No, 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 no. it's here. Do on here. It's, over, it's, it's, it's funnier this way. I overload him already with my, uh, you know, my other existential. Whoa. Um, as I do my Twitter followers as well. You know, they, they like that. They like seeing my public meltdowns constantly. It's quite embarrassing, really. I should probably grow up at some point, but I think it's going to happen. I'm having a bit of one here. I'm sure you've all missed me, actually, and uh, these moments. Please tell, please tell me you've missed me. Please. Like, um, me and Seb are going to clock off for half an hour while you get all that usage. <laughs> As you can hear, that's uh, Raj Baines. Hello, Raj. How are you doing? Not too bad. How's the uh, host seat? I hope I kept it warm enough for you. Uh, you have. It's it's like a warm toilet. It's much probably like going to the toilet, you know, it was for Seb at school, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's Seb. That's uh, who's in Hello, the background mate. there as well, giggling. Sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't help but get a, a dig in there about, you know. No, it's, all, it, it, it's, it's, it's out of the bag because I, I talked about where I happened to go to school on, on Twitter last week and I've, I've we, hemorrhaged we, we Twitter followers ex- ever since. We had an extensive conversation about Roald Dahl's boy on the pod before, so I'm glad it, you know, it stuck yeah. with you. Good one. book, Roald Dahl's boy. It is a good book. Um, what's it, but it's going solo is the next one, isn't it? It's not quite as strong. Um, it, that's the one where he he, he crashes the, the aeroplane and... Goes blind for a bit. Yeah. yeah is it going solo? Is that what it's called? Um, I'll probably be called up on that. That sounds like a Roald Dahl book about wanking. Well, <laughs> yeah, Roald Dahl, don't, don't associate Roald Dahl with, with wanking. It was completely innocent. Yeah, uh, going solo. I, I'm not just. Uh, that's where um, I remember something. Uh, there's a bit in that in Going Solo where he's in Africa and um, he's driving along a sort of a, a country road. And he he runs over like a snake, and he there, there, there's something about it. In it. This is this is not going to be this is not going to be good content for people who haven't read the book. Um, I don't know what you're on about. He runs over. There's I, I may have dreamed this. I don't know. Um, he, he runs over a snake in his um, in whatever vehicle he's driving, and um, and it seems to sort of catapult the snake into his vehicle. By running over, I never really understood the physics of that. Um, Do you think it was a metaphor, perhaps? Oh no, it definitely wasn't a metaphor. But I'm also I might actually just be talking bollocks. So why don't we move on? Are you sure it's not? It could be because Orwell writes about all that kind of stuff, doesn't he? As well, Um, 
in his days in the, the Imperial Guard in India yeah. and all that kind of stuff. He writes about shooting elephants and all that kind of stuff and how he never really agreed with shooting elephants because they were so clever, but he had to kind of show the local populace that he was in charge and that's when his kind of like feelings of discomfort of being like a white imperialist came from and blah, blah, blah. Christ, this has got a bit deep soon, hasn't it? Yeah. Not the traditional start, this. No, it's not. Do we need to do something about self-service checkouts or other such <laughs> guff, don't we? I don't know. I quite enjoy discussing our white imperialist past. It's something that's obviously strong on my agenda. <laughs> uh, awkward white man laughed there from me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, f- football, though, lad. It's all right. Yeah. We've got the country back now. We've, you know, renamed all of the cities. <laughs> it's not Bombay anymore. Although they didn't do that straight away, you know. This is the odd thing. They made a real fuss about renaming um, some of the cities like Chennai and, and Bombay from Mumbai and whatever the hell else you'd, you'd called it before. But they didn't do it straight away. You'd think it'd be like a celebratory, you know, renaming of the the cities that had been changed, but they'd left it for ages. I think it was only recently that those things had been changed back, so it wasn't obviously too high on the agenda. It's weird, though, because it's, it's, you would think that it'd be one of the first things to, to kind of have to strip away the, the identity. And, yeah, just as a sort of... Yeah, as a sort of a, an emotional marker, maybe. As, as most things in India obviously wasn't very well organised and took them a while to do. Mm. Anyway, football, Jack, you said football. Yeah, um, do we have to talk about football? Should we, should we do some more catching up? How, how have you been the past two weeks, lads? What's, what's, what's Wagwan in your world? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jack. We've just talked about white people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cultural appropriation's what I'm all about, yo. <laughs> don't don't be hating on a honky. <laughs> I can just imagine you like going into a sort of school and going, you know, high class, wagwan. <laughs> Sideways baseball cap. Yeah. <laughs> yo, 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 books are cool. Stay in school, you know what, don't join a gang, because that wouldn't be Nang. Yeah. Nang, Jesus. Nang what we can talk about what? is we can uh, we can talk about that um that review we got. Um, we got a review. Oh yeah, we did. I haven't yeah. seen this. But I'll, yeah, you you sent it us. Oh that oh the good one. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll um well you Well good for the two of you, but yeah. <laughs> you, you so I just keep my posh sounding voice off the yeah I'll, I'll read it out for i'll read it i'll read it out first and then we can uh we can sort of you know go through it it's critical appraisal i was Stick actually the review up your bollocks, to be honest, that was just... but essentially this guy i can't remember what forum it was but um seb got his hands on it and they went through all the tottenham podcasts and sort of listed them and put down who they were for and when they were out and whatnot uh but our entry goes rule the roost uh usually available from a wednesday tuesday or a wednesday but you know i'll take that it's gonna be a monday today so obviously we we just don't care as long as it's the first half of the week uh standard length 90 minutes is nowadays that was the first half it used to be 90 minutes <laughs> um, especially when the geriatrics take over yeah you too yeah special yeah talking about piles uh, ta- and bad backs and things yeah. Yeah. Um, 
target audience age 20s and 30s. Um, I think we've got a few listeners over 40. There's Seb as well who's on it. Seb's um, on as well. <laughs> yeah, Seb's on who's obviously on it. So we, we do a, appeal to a wide range of people, but 20s and 30s, I imagine that's probably the lion's share. I think I've got a different oh, podcast up, a uh, different review up to you, lads, now. I'm looking at one on right. Glory Glory, that one. Well, you can have that one. Um, this one starts, um, this is my favourite. It's presented by Jack, a- 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 a.k.a. Titrunk, who was once on the fighting cock. Were you, Jack? We, I, I don't, no, remember, I don't that. remember that either. Bunch of mugs. Um, um, who will usually lead the show? Usually, when he can be bothered to turn up. Raj, the northern bloke, who will make seven references to Rugby League and Huddersfield Town, his hometown club. See, I, I, me and Seb discussed this like between us last week when he first read it. I don't think I mentioned Rugby League or Huddersfield Town too much, and usually I, I think they're contextual. But you know, you two can you can you two can tell me more about that afterwards. Um, the last entry is Seb Stafford Blaw <laughs> dash the posh sounding one. Full stop. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's, that's, it. that's, 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 that's it. my contribution. Just Seb's never mentioned again, and there's two more paragraphs. <laughs> um, their USP is that they usually have a guest supporter on um, from our upcoming weekend opposition to preview that game. Although, disappointingly, this doesn't happen every week. Because Roger scared them all you know, off. Yeah, I've scared a handful off, um, but some of them it's just hard to get them on. It's you know, hard to get that's good ones. Probably on. the. I mean, you, 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 know, you can't just have a shit one on for the sake of filling. Yeah, you've also got to bear in mind that like you know everyone has lives and blah blah blah, and a lot of the time we'll just be like, "Straight record tonight, lads." Yeah, go on then. We got someone. <laughs> nah, let's just record. Yeah, yeah. We we got to ask these people for their time and whatnot, and if they're not available, then we can't really do too much about it but we, we try as much as possible when we know people who are of, of value so like for example newcastle or everton or something like that we'll usually bend his backs to make sure that we get somebody oh, from good lads those we, two, aren't they? taylor and bestie mm-hmm. and the uh and sno boys uh... yeah um the selection uh of this pod can range depending on the guest this may um take a few lessons take a few additions to get into unless you instantly uh get their Banter and in jokes. Do we have in we jokes? Don't have banter. Yeah, we, I don't think we have. We banter. have playful tips. You do need to. Be... We definitely don't have banter. But do you think we have? I think like, we have like in jokes in respect to like you know, I'm a kind of simmering neurotic, and do we play characters it, without knowing? Maybe. It? Maybe we do. Maybe, we Maybe my whole life is a lie. It. Maybe it's it's almost yeah, it's... as if I've got a carefully cultivated online persona that actually in real life I'm a startlingly boring and normal person <laughs> there's nothing ca- there's nothing careful about what you do online jack <laughs> um, it's, it's intricate mate it's you know it's kind of like uh it's like a Stuart lee sketch you think it's just rambling nonsense yeah. i'm not no jackson I, I, I retract that i'm never ever gonna compare myself to Stuart lee that is absolutely ridiculous <laughs> jackson pollock much Pinnett. funnier than his um and smarter you do need to be prepared to listen to Raj banging on about rugby league and Jack trying to stop him, and to go from Ryan Mason's to performance to a conversation about Great British Bake Off within the turn of a sentence. That's probably fair enough. I mean, I've restrained myself quite a lot over the past few weeks, given what's going on with my team in the rugby league, because um, we're on for a treble, and I could have quite easily filled up two hours of just talking about that. Um, me and Seb actually got rid of about 10 minutes of content last week, which was just purely rugby. We started um, the show with it, though, didn't we? We, we yeah, did. So yeah. we, we just started again. This was even before we'd read this. Um, final 
uh, paragraph. However, the guys are able to blend rationality, humour and genuine insight to provide a very well-rounded show that will leave you knowing and understanding a lot more about Spurs and football than you did before. I don't think that's about you, Jack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's, that's, that's... Yeah, no. He's, he's, he's just failed to name Seb on that last paragraph. He's... Um, I like their little one about the fight. See, the thing is, uh, the, the, there's a paragraph in their review about the fighting cock that I actually find very funny. But if I read it out, it'll just seem like I'm firing shots now after yeah, we've just read that, that paragraph audio out. masturbation on there. But gloryglory.co.uk. I don't know. I, I haven't gone and read the other ones, but I, um, I remembered ours because I had it from when we tweeted it out. But I'll go back and read the other ones because there's quite a few Tottenham podcasts these days. Uh, none of them quite do what we do, um, which is probably For good. Better or worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know that's our thing, isn't it? Mm. I, I mean, if we were to be kind of modest about it, you know, we are obviously the best, but we're not. Oh, by we're not, Well, see, that's that's where modesty needs to kick in. Was you got to just say, you know, we're you know we offer something different. That's why we're the best. You know, um, but it obviously is by a country mile, like. You know, I'm from Yorkshire, mate. I'm the northern one, so I, I, I like what I say and I say what I like. Well, you're uh, you're uh, George Osborne's new darling, aren't you, now? The, <laughs> in the northern powerhouse. So, <laughs> there we go. You can get into bed with Gideon now, Raj, because he wants to establish his northern powerhouse. So, yeah. I'm sure he's, he, they seem to be going down well in Manchester anyway, the lads. <laughs> Let's move away from politics. Um... Because Northern Powerhouse could be my uh, nickname. That's quite good. But I, I like Warden of the North, though. Yeah, that's good. And what is it like, the Duke of Bath? <laughs> you give to say, the Prince of the Bath. The Prince of Bath. That's it. The Baron of Bath. I think we should we should like for Christmas we should get him a dressing gown with the Prince of Bath in like big, you know, almost in boxing fashion on the back of it, so that when tugboats come down his canal outside <laughs> his house. <laughs> I don't know what they are. <laughs> I don't live in the Industrial Revolution. It's just <laughs> I do. <laughs> As Galileo filmed to shore. <laughs> Fuck me, the Armada's coming. Christ, yeah. by the beacons. <laughs> I reckon you you, you I, um, kick into gear though, Seb. In those times, I could see you like I was stood, um, commanding a naval fleet, standing there shouting people to do stuff oh, with like a big plume with a you know Huge an ornate. Yeah, absolutely. I was stood behind an old bloke today. Must have been like mid fifties in the uh, Sainsbury's Express checkout. Oh, fuck thing. off if you're going to compare him to me and Jack. No, no, it's not. <laughs> he he just did, he did the most northern thing ever, which was he asked for a five p. So he swore at the machine and went, "Fuck off! Am I giving you five p?" <laughs> <laughs> he, he called this woman over and he goes, oh, "Love, can you come over here? It's asking for five p." And she was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you need to pay for um, plastic bags. Have you not heard?" And he was like, no, what's this business? I've never had to pay for a plastic bag in my life. And he had, like, enough ingredients for dinner. So I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was at least five to ten separate things. And uh, she goes, oh, yeah, just give, give 5p and you'll be able to do it. And he went, fuck that, and just carried it in his arms <laughs> and walked out of the shop rather than giving him 5p. Because <laughs> uh, principled man as he was, he was refusing to part with his money to uh, have a plastic bag. So he walked out literally, you know, like, as you'd cradle a baby, but just with shopping. Onions, peppers. Yeah, it's yeah. how he left. 
yeah, with plenty of loose things in okay, there, uh, which made me laugh. People have been heading out outside today, like with with a stock argument prepared against plastic bag tax. Yes, so I, I, I was I was um, I was in Waitrose earlier, and there were people kicking off in this kind of. Of course, you were <laughs> in this terribly middle class way. You know, just and you just think you've 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 rehearsed this. Yeah, if you're shopping in Waitrose, you can pay, uh, part with five. I think so. Yeah, Jackie, still there? I am still here. I just, I've just kind of like you know, assessed my own life in the space of recording for the past fifteen minutes already, and realised it's all a bit of a all a bit of a sham. Is this the five P plastic bag tax? That's, that's, yeah. that's it, mate. That's it's kind of that's what it all that's what it all boils down to, isn't it? That moment when you're shopping and you forget, you forget your plastic bags, and you forget that there's now a charge, and you haven't bought a bag for life, and you haven't got any other receptacle, and you're moaning about having to spend five p on a bag, and you just think, well, you know, that's that's the world we we live in. That's, oh, that's what we have to worry about. Five sounds like you're gonna have a, a breakdown in Christ. the supermarket and sort of like pull your pants down and shit on the pillow. <laughs> so whilst masturbating and crying. <laughs> yeah, the police drag you out as you lay on the floor. A big brown streak. Yeah. Do you know who I am? I'm too drunk. I've Mask got on. followers on Twitter. I say silly things on a Monday because it's funny, but no one's laughing, really. They just placate me. You'll be wearing your elephant masks as it goes on a sort of, some sort of anonymous thing as well. That'll be the sign of the Anarchy Jacks. <laughs> elephant mask is uh, is the new V for Vendetta. Status, though, masked weirdo with online cultish persona caught yeah. masturbating in shop. Like the man that did the Coney 2012 thing. Remember that? Like how the Coney 2012 movement, it suddenly exploded exploded overnight and this guy suddenly found himself with like 10 million followers and so on and so forth and then just ran down the street naked <laughs> didn't they um didn't he i don't know if this is yeah, i don't know if this is true but he um he supposed that the psychosis of that was so deep that apparently they police found him kind of comatose by the side of a motorway it's quite dark in the end. And that's what David Pleat said as well. <laughs> Is that one of those in jokes that the review was referring to? I think the David Pleat thing's fairly well known. Chibomba. <laughs> that's a good enough segue into. Um, I'll tell you what, there's nothing, there isn't a more depressing sense in the world than. And David Pleat will be taking over on an interim basis. Fuck it. When you have to hear it for the eighth time. Jesus. No, there is. There is. Tim Sherwood will be taking over on the interim. Oh, no. It's all good in the Tim Sherwood world, though, now. Now that he's been <laughs> shown up for the absolute melon that he is. Uh, so, uh, before, before we start recording tonight, I'm reading... I, I said to you guys, off I'm reading um, Michael Calvin's The Nowhere Men. And there's an anecdote in there about Raheem Sterling. And apparently when he was, when he was still playing at... Um, QPR when he was sort of fourteen or fifteen, he would um, he would take part in kind of pickup games with his friends at the bottom of Tim Sherwood's garden, and like the, apparently Sherwood has like a, a like a, a marked out pitch down there um, that you know he very graciously let sort of local children play on. And um, <laughs> that sounds really suspicious. Yeah, I know, I know that it's not meant to. I mean, it seems like a, a very benevolent sort of gesture, but um, <laughs> the. Um, 
the, the next paragraph is, is so damning and it sort of details why Tottenham didn't sign him. You literally had one of the, the finest talents in English football playing quite literally in, in your garden and you don't sign him. It's an amazing thing. Um, but yeah, so I, I loved his whole rhetoric though, how he was like, I found Harry Kane, blah, 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 blah. And Harry Kane a few weeks later just came out and was like, I give everything to Pochettino. He's given me this chance. He's given me this confidence, blah, 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 blah. And I think that, that, sh- that tells you a lot about Tim sure. Sherwood, all the bluster and all the chat about like, oh, you know, he's a real man. Yeah, he hasn't got the tactics, but you know what? He knows the people. He's a man. He's, he's just a fucking bully. That's all that yeah. he is, you know? He tried doing that a few times, though, didn't he? Didn't he claim that he'd scouted Christian Eriksen at a game at Wembley yeah, but he never a, played him? He's unbearable. Let's be honest, like, who did he let slip? Aguero? Sterling. Suarez. I, we were never going to get Aguero, though, aren't we? Uh, let's be, let's be. Sterling, Sterling very, was very real, seemingly. Tottenham, Tottenham apparently passed in him because um, they had concerns about his uh, his social difficulties. Uh, Raheem Sterling had a, a very difficult childhood, and um, Tottenham, uh, yeah, that was, that was the reason apparently why Tottenham passed in him. That worked well. Yeah. Yeah, good decision, boys. Well done, Tim. To, to be saying that, though, we, we probably would have ruined him. Yeah. At some point. Um, or he'd be playing for Real Madrid. One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be playing as a fullback and we'd have made him into like the next Chris Gunter. Chris Gunter wasn't our fault. No, he wasn't our okay. That's just I think let's move away from Chris Gunter. Speaking of European football, <laughs> we drew one all with Monaco. Were we speaking of European football? Well, I was talking about Real Madrid, so you know, that's kind of the second like tenure segue, isn't it? No. All right, I'll give you it. I mean, you're, you're rusty. You've been a few weeks. Out. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, give, <laughs> give me, give me a break, man. Come on, Jesus! I've already had a couple of meltdowns. A couple. It's 20 minutes in, and we haven't mentioned on them yet. <laughs> so we drew one all with uh, with Monaco. Um, Eric Lamella's doing all right at the moment, isn't he, lads? Shame we all called him shit for so long. Shame that smug Claxon. Although I did say, and I will, I'll call myself out on this. Do you know what's really irritating is the fact that I've defended him for so long and it was the one time during the transfer window pod when I was like, you know what, I think that's it now for Eric Lamella and Spurs. To me, it wasn't about his ability. It's never been about his ability. It was more just the, the political situation he was with, you know, in. And it felt like the club were very much trying to usher him out. Um, but I think it was you that actually said, Raj, wasn't it, in our private chat that perhaps that's what's giving him, like, you know, that final kick now to yeah I think I said that you know if if that was the case in the summer where he was you know looking for a move and we were quite happy to give him one should it uh, materialise uh, I think Inter Milan was the name that was bandied about the most um, but they decided to go for other options um, it might just give him a bit of freedom for this season if he knows that other clubs are interested and there is an escape route for him when it comes around the next window. Um, he may just, you know, think, fuck it, I'll, I'll play. I don't have to impress anyone here because there's, there's places for me to go should it not work out. And maybe that extra bit of, you know, lack of pressure on his shoulders because he's sort of ignored it um, could just have allowed him to perform a little bit more. You never know. It's just a it's, it's a guess, essentially, isn't it? But it's all we've ever said with Lamella. We've never claimed that he's going to be Messi or anyone, even though he's replaced him in the Argentinian squad. Um, we just said that patience is the thing that he, he needs from a fan base. And that seems to have, have come to roost. Um, no, no pun intended. Um, 
And you know, the the odd thing is that people have have taken that Lamella attitude now that he's doing better, and they've put it on other players because um, they need somebody else to sort of write off for the time being. I mean. I don't think Clinton and G can come onto the pitch for more than five minutes without somebody slagging him off and saying that he doesn't look up to it. And the man's probably played less than 20 minutes cumulatively um, in a Tottenham shirt or there or thereabouts. And there's people who have already made their mind up that he's, you know, a donkey. And it's it's very frustrating that you sort of have to, you know, put the brakes on defending one player and, and sort of, having one argument to defend them with yeah he, he, he definitely shouldn't be written off by any means i mean I, I would say if you know if i were to be critical i would say i i don't think he looks fully ready really for the yeah. first team yet like he looks quite raw and pierced yeah I mean, exactly yeah that, um, that that when he came on the only time he's ever came on where we've actually been in a decent position was that manchester city game which is when you've arguably you've got a, a 22-year-old boy from a foreign league who doesn't really talk the language or anything, that's part of, you know, sort of the situation you should be bringing him on. He yeah. flourished. He took the piss out of Kolarov, who up until that point been the best left-back in the competition. A couple of beautiful touches and a turn and set up another goal. Um, other than that, he's he sort of been playing in games where he's we've needed something for him and the pressure's been a bit more on. And you, you shouldn't really be expecting him to be fantastic straight away. There's, there's been these weird sort of whispers that the Leon fans were delighted that they'd, we'd bought him and things, whereas... There was quite a bit of that. I did I did notice there was uh, there was one lad in particular, he's, he's called Jim, stylish right, he tweeted out something about, like, you know, is Njai any good then? And it, it got, like, I think it got something ridiculous, like 200, 300 retweets, and there were just all these, like, Leon fans, like, pissing themselves uh, from this tweet that he'd put out. Um, all kind of talking amongst themselves. And I, I, I'm not sure who it was that someone quite rightly said, you know, if, for example, uh, I don't know, an Atletico Madrid fan said something like that about Lamella, you'd probably have a similar amount of Tottenham fans yeah. that would be pissing themselves about that. So, you know, I, um, I, I, I just mean more like in terms of like he doesn't look ready and that a lot of people, as they tend to do with the whole Emperor's New Clothes thing, it's like everyone now is like, because, yeah, Kane's struggling a bit. There's so much this. Well, why don't we start and Jai for a few games? Like, or, you know, let's stick and Jai. Why isn't Njai starting? Why isn't he? He's kind of become that call upon point of like, you know, why isn't he in the team now? You know, we need that width. We need some pace. We need this. We need that. And I just, I like you're saying, Raj, I think it's very true that he, he needs to be someone that we phase in and not write off and we give some like slack to, to make mistakes and to, learn his trade but I don't think he's someone we should be building the team around at the moment or looking to you know have as a as like a linchpin of the squad at this point in time I think what he I mean yeah I, I agree with all of that but also good good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mean apart from his final product which you'd expect to be a bit patchy for you know for a player with, who doesn't have much experience what he does is very good I mean he he I mean, on both of the weekend and against Monaco, he, he he let himself down a little bit by getting a little bit um, over-exuberant in the final third and shooting from silly angles and, you know, doing some, making some pretty bad decisions. But, you know, he, I, I, I like his, I, I like sort of his basics. I think he's got a nice touch. He's obviously very quick and he works very hard off the ball, which is kind of what you want in a Pochettino um, 
system, which implies, okay, yeah, he's not ready to be a you know a credible first teamer, but then he seems to be picking up um, the responsibilities of playing for Tottenham quite quickly. Um, and I, I I don't believe for a second that he's he can really be that much of a laughing stock at amongst the sort of the Leon fans, or that you know you, you can you can sell a player for ten million euros who who has you know quite a, an admirable set of attributes raw, raw as they as they are. I just you know it just seems a little bit like yeah I'm glad we saw Bale he was shit to me. Um, I don't know I just um, I can't see what there is to dislike about him. We've gone out of track a little bit. I think out of all of us, I had a really dodgy stream for this Monaco game, but I think you're the only one that's actually got a proper BT connection. So, yeah. um, what did you make of it, given that you could actually watch the match in some decent definition? I, I thought it was hugely impressive. I mean, um, it was that wouldn't win the game was quite irritating because a draw wasn't really reflective of how we played. I mean, we we until Monaco equalised, they didn't really look as if they were going to. We, we, we played some good football. We had a few chances actually to, to go 2-0. Um, but some of the phase work between our front four, we, we, we played obviously with um, with Kane up top, Chadley, Lamella uh, and Eriksen as a sort of the front four with Ali behind. And it was a lot of the, the interchanges between those players were great. And sort of, even without Son, who is quite rightly being lauded as being like the, the missing piece of our attacking unit, even without him, we looked far more fluid than we had done with, with granted Ericsson wasn't there, but with sort of that um, group of attributes before, so like a, at Leicester or against Stoke or against Everton the lane, it was it, it looked very healthy and we, we created chances. Um, defended very well. Um, I thought um, Danny Rose had a really good game, albeit in a kind of you know deserving of a purple heart, got injured, got stamped on sort of way. Um, he made one brilliant clearance at the end, uh, but I, I, I don't know. It felt very much we, we looked quite knackered. Um, that was, I think, that was possible because Pochettino obviously wants to get um, Europa League. We want, he wants to qualify as quickly as possible from the group and, and just put it to bed before Christmas. And I understand that. So you know, for him to start a full strength team, it just looked like a little bit of a hangover from from the weekend game, the weekend before that against City, and then you know that was kind of replicated again on on Sunday, but. It was fine. It was um, hard to get that enthusiastic about it because it is Europa League and Monaco are a little bit of a nothing side now. But I think you know I said last week, Raj, that if you know take a point in France and we'd have snapped someone's hand off for it. Um, and that's what it takes. You win the home games, you draw the away away is only three, and it's fine. Um, so yeah, no no real complaints. Well, there we go. Um, I'd I'd love to I'd love to see us go some distance in the Europa League. I, I, I think we will. Like to, but it's... I, think, I think we're a good team. I think that um, you, you always got to be worried who drops out of the Champions League because those are the really strong sides, theoretically. But, you know, if we can... I mean, I think we'll get through that group. Um, and if we do, why can't we win it? I mean, I, I don't accept that, I don't accept that we, we, we haven't tried in previous years or that we've intentionally derailed ourselves to preserve a league status because it's just not... To preserve our league position, it's just not true. We... we Field a very strong side at the point of elimination in the last three years. Um, I told you know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want this, I don't want this to happen, so on and so forth. But no. I, I tell you what, I think would be fucking fun, mate. A nice European tie against Arsenal. I think that would be a that would be great. Laugh. Two legs. I mean, I, 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 yeah, and Arsenal are probably going to get eliminated from the Champions League group, so it's possible in like a in the quarter or semi final. Ah, oh, a nice quarter final against Arsenal would be fucking oh. brilliant. 
but just live for the occasion of it as well. I can't get enough. You could have ten North London derbies a season, and I'd love every one of them. The that, that would be because the thing is, they'd want to like they would really go for that. That would be such a. I think it'd be a great game. Right, I don't know why we're talking about this like it's going to happen because they'll probably jammily fucking get through their Champions League group anyway. Why don't they? Don't know, mate. I'm not not sure about that one. Mm. No, we're not here to talk about those bastards anyway. Um, and Swansea, all hail Christian Eriksen, the much the much forgotten man. Um, he, I mean, he, he's going to draw most of the plaudits from that from that game, and you know, rightly so in some respects, but. It, I, I I was I was really happy with the way we played. To be honest, overall, the, the, it wasn't all positive, but overall, I think you know I was I was pretty happy with taking a point from Swansea. To be honest, away from home, I'm always happy to not lose away from home. But I think we played well, and I think we pretty much completely controlled the game. That hurricane finish was outstanding. Hmm. Oh Jesus! I'm glad he's got his confidence back. Yeah, poor bastard. Lashed that in, didn't he? It's like good for an He's done that. He's done it before as well, hasn't he? Not quite in the same way, but no, I think it bounced in off his ass last time. Yeah, uh, this one was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I've done that actually in real life, but with my head rather than my feet. What headed it into your own goal? Yeah, I, I was. Um, I was. I was actually a goalkeeper by trade, but I was, I was playing outfield and I was. Um, I was defending the near post at a corner. There was a guy in front of me, um, who was taller than me. And ball came over. He um, he he jumped to head it, but he missed it completely. And I sort of reacted at the last minute to sort of head it away. And I kind of got the like the, the wrong third of the ball, so to speak, and just straight into the top corner. Fucking humiliating. I'm not I'm not over that. It's been like 15 years. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jack's had his meltdown. I'm a loud one. What have you just destroyed there, sir? Did you rip a tissue? Oh, that's the remnants of my um, my box of raspberries. Is it, do, do raspberries come in a punnet? No, well, they, they do, but this one's come in a sort of rectangle-shaped box. Are these posh ones from Waitrose? They are, yeah. So you can that, how does one define a punnet, exactly? Right. Plastic with holes in bottom. Yeah, this one doesn't have the holes in the bottom, but it has the sort of, like, the... Uh, I can't believe we're talking about this. White rows are letting the side down. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. It's got a nice sort of black underlay to, to keep them. I don't know what it does, but that's nice. Look, fuck the, fuck the raspberry, shut the packaging. Like, uh, <laughs> what I do, you know, what I do feel most of all about Spurs at the moment is that, I, I don't know, like, my whole life pretty much as a Spurs fan has been, so the early years were always like, oh, are we going to get into, you know, the whatever, the UEFA Cup, or are we going to get into the Europa League? Is seventh good enough for Europe? Which was always kind of the classic Tottenham saying. Um, And then past that point has always been, you know, are we going to get into the Champions League? Are we going to crack the top four? But what I love about the team at the moment, and it, it feels like a lot more people are buying into this. I'm not going to speak on everyone's behalf, but it feels like that idea of Spurs pushing for the top four now is kind of dying in most quarters. And, what it seems to be that we actually have for once is a team that, to be honest, bar the odd moaning about Walker or about Chadley or something, most people are pretty much all in unison behind this side. And you can see why, because we we do seem to have this just this core group of players that actually seem to really fucking like playing with each other and really enjoy playing for Spurs again. And it's really nice to be 
just supporting a club again that seems to kind of have that vibe about it whereby you know just look at a couple of years ago like we had some great players but it seemed to be you know there was always that shadow hanging over Modric has gone Bale's gonna go and we've got all these other kind of like mishmash players that kind of I kind of feel a bit mercenary but at the moment it's just like we have a young squad that seems to be getting better by the game and it's it's just it's it's quite fun to watch Spurs again. It's like, healthy. It, it, yeah, it? it just feels healthy. Uh, bang on, Jack. It's, it's it's just it's nice to see that. I I think the crucial point. I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna do Bruce's catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you. Hey, he's um, doing the little pose at the moment. There's a silhouette. <laughs> It's just you can't you can't plagiarize a classmate though. So. No, no. <laughs> Is that a Brendan um, Rogers saying? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's. I only realised now that I don't think any Americans know who Brucey is, do they? National, yeah, right. national treasure, yeah, right? National exactly. treasure. How is he still alive? I don't... <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you know what I found out the other day? He wears a wig. Does he? Other wig wearers, yeah. Really interesting. I, I don't... don't, I don't other, say, do you, you say other wig wearers as if you're talking from personal experience. No, no, no my, my hair is still my own, sadly, because it's going grey. Um, Terry but, Wogan, isn't he? Wogan. Um, Graham Sunes. Really? Sunes is his wig. If you look at, um, look at photographs of Sunes circa light, Look at photographs of Sunes during the um, the '92 FA Cup final when Liverpool beat Sunderland, and look at him now. And also notice how little his hair grows. This was pointed out to me the other day, and I thought, actually, that's a fair point. Eddie, are you talking? Is it are these wigs or are these these new new age like hair plug replacement therapy? Oh, our Carson is the same thing, aren't they? Really? All right. Are they not? I mean, okay, well, whatever. Not not your hair then. As far as I'm aware, no, it is your hair. Don't they take hair follicles from your ass cheeks and put them into your head? That doesn't um, sound like something you'd want, though. I think I'd rather just have hair desperate, than don't like ass hair. <laughs> ass hair. I think we found our podcast title. <laughs> <laughs> we're, always, we're always aiming for the stars, aren't we, lads? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ass hair. You can tell Jack's back. <laughs> <laughs> it's my USP, mate, ass hair. Jack does get accused of dragging the tone down by having no part of that conversation whatsoever. It's just my presence, lads. Yeah. Just my presence. It's out of us. Remember, Roll the Roost is it's going to teach you more about Tottenham football than you need before. <laughs> <laughs>
So is that how they do it, really? Yeah, they take uh, follicles from other part of your body and put it into your head because essentially they die. Um, the follicles and the the cells are useless, whereas in other part of your body they they're still growing. Well, I, um, I just don't see the. I, I see like, I mean, I just don't see the harm in not having any hair. People are doing it with beards now, um, where they're having, having beards their, stuck on. Yeah, because you know beards are like popular and things now. Um, so men who feel emasculated by not being able to draw um grow a beard, uh, having fake beards stitched onto their face. My God! I, I tell you what, particularly uh, given the, uh, what I'm working on at the moment is no great secret. The Rugby World Cup. Um, they, uh, I've I've been surprised by the amount of men in that with big beards. Because surely in a sport like rugby, and you two can, I'm, Christ, I'm giving you two an, an enablement right now. But here we go. Why the fuck would you have a massive beard playing rugby? Surely that's just asking for it to have a great clump of it pulled out. That's just a masculine thing, isn't it? That's just a early it's a thing. You see it from like the best one is probably the Canadian hooker. He's got he's bald, but he's got an enormous beard. He looks like a sort of uh, a character from like a, a stone. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Who was that other big bastard? That French Chabal. Sebastian Chabal had, had still has one now. Yeah. Jesus um, Christ! I bet he had a massive knob. Sebastian Schubert. <laughs> <laughs> this is a gateway into, into how you viewed the Rugby World Cup. Uh, no, honestly, there are some of these your coverage? Is this why you've got your contract? Is that your, your interview? Jeff? Yeah, I'm working for Lots. a very niche brand. <laughs> um, At Rugby Cox on Twitter, lads. <laughs> uh, I bet there is one already. There definitely will be. Yeah, the amount of times that rugby players have their pants pulled down, there'll be something like that. There was a whole, like, don't you remember that whole video uh, video montage? Michael was, Dawson? No, it was dedicated to Gareth Bale's allegedly oh, big willy. Swinging bulls. Yeah, his, and it was, like, it was like, Gareth Bale, what a player, what a package. <laughs> I think that's what it was entitled, the video. And there were always just slow motion shots of Bale running and his, you know, his Hampton swinging about in his shorts like a caged anaconda, you know. Caged anaconda. Yeah. Don't know why you cage a snake, but they do. I don't know who they are. That's not any kind of racial slur or something. Christ. White imperialism is back. It, it's The picture of Michael Dawson in the tunnel where he's readjusting his shorts and you can see his shaft. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not <laughs> about that one. Also, Paul Scalzi, there's that famous shot, isn't there? <laughs> really, yeah, his pants have come out. Yeah. And Peter That's Beardsley, funny. that was another. That was that was an old school one. Peter Beardsley's oh, Willie. See that again. Mm. Coming out, just like a little talking about little acorn. But people, do you know, people laugh. They give it all the lols and that. I'm I'm happy to admit, you know, when I'm exercising, the old, like, the old don't, chap, don't don't continue this sentence. Well, mate, the old chap downstairs, you, you know, he he he, you know, he 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 disappears for a bit. You know, <laughs> he uh, okay, he's not his usual glorious self. This is the. Uh, this is the level I've taken us to, haven't I? I am. Um, the other day I was doing. Uh, We've literally leg spoken fuck all about football tonight. <laughs> it don't matter. It don't matter. We were allowed one week. I was um, international break. Said, um, okay. I was doing um, leg press the other day at the gym, and you know when you push your Good. leg back. Don't when skip you leg day, Russ. That's very important. No, it's because my ankle's messed up, and I have to strengthen it up before I do anything else, otherwise it breaks. 
Um, I spent I spent um, Seb the article I wrote about it and he couldn't make it all the way through. Yeah, I was but I, um, at the time. You're talking about you know snapping bones and stuff. Yeah, I um I caught my ball. Uh, oh. Like with my leg, and it's almost worse winding yourself. I sort of had to have ten minutes off, where I just sort of sat on the side, just like you know, heavy breathing, just going. No, it's, it's horrible. It's not nice. That it's not like I've done that with like you know the kettlebell swings when you. This is oh, oh, hey, yeah, oh but not with God, the actual. Really? Kettle, thank fuck, it wasn't with the actual kettlebell itself. It just was, your arm. Yeah, with my arm, but still, that was one of those like oh. kettlebell dropped. Christ, we turn it to gym wankers. But this just shows our ineptitude in the gym, the fact we're having these... Yeah, it's the acceptable face of going to the gym, this. Uh, my gym's just had, like, a big remodelling, so downstairs now, like... There always used to be, like, you know, you got, like, your little weight section and your cardio and all this kind of thing, but, like, the whole bottom floor pretty much has been, like, dedicated. They've put mirrors up everywhere. It's become a real, like, weight gym downstairs. And as, as you'd expect, you kind of walk into the gym, there's just all these, like... Fucking tossers doing all this, like people who make noise in the gym can. But they, but they obviously oh, they horrible. cannot lift. You know, like mm. they they're trying to do these reps that they they can't complete. Like, what are you trying to impress? You look like such a cunt. But they always do it in, in, in front of the mirror and they watch themselves. They do it. I, there, was, there was a guy in my old gym. He used to wear weightlifting gloves. That's oh, that person. You know, just thinks, oh. Because that's not just that's not like a freebie that you've picked up in the gym. That's something you've gone out and bought or ordered off the internet. You do get calluses on your hands if you. <laughs> you have weightlifting gloves, <laughs> don't you? No, I don't. I don't actually have it, them. But you do that. get. Yeah, but, but then take the calluses. I mean, well, but I, I, I accept that you do. But be a man about it. Well, no, I'm, I'm not too bothered if somebody wants to protect their hands. They can. I only do. I only don't buy them because I'm cheap. But if I, if I if I thought about it, I probably would. Let's uh, let's do some listener questions. Um, Try and rescue this show. Yeah, let's let's. Well, I think we probably. I think we've got. I'll do the a couple in the uh, inbox while you do. You look for the ones on Twitter. Okay, sure. uh, Phil Walker um, says. Seb, remind me if we've done it or not. Whether I start reading it. Um, could a reduction in English teams qualifying for the Champions League have a positive effect on our club? Could it lead to better atmosphere at home games and less meltdowns over poor results, or will things just stay the same? Things will stay the same. We'll just melt down over other stuff. I think. <laughs> yeah. Because the the thing is is that you know the, the melting down is is okay. We the melting down for the time being has been direct for the Champions League or lack of Champions League, but a certain type of fan who just wants to moan. And if things are going well, they they will moan. Okay, so for example, everything's good at the moment. Like Jack says, it's all healthy. We're all enjoying it. We can tolerate the imperfections. But there are still those who are quibbling with the team selections for the sake of it. It's not, well, we played well and we got a point away at Swansea for an international break and we haven't lost since the opening day. It's, uh, yeah, but, you know, I want this player playing instead of this one. You know, uh, yeah, Moussa Dembele. It, it, it's this stuff. And, and you just think... It would be directed elsewhere. It would say the same. It would just be, yeah. It would sound. Different. Did Swansea away not count as an international? Hey, <laughs> European tour. Um, we've had a, an email from your mate, Seb, uh, Chad at Two Dafyanks. Hi, Chad. Um, I, before I even saw it, it was Two Dafyanks on his email address. I thought, Chad Smith, that's got to be an American. Yeah. There's nobody called Chad in England, is there? Can you imagine if there were a kid that were called Chad at school? You'll probably start to get a wave of like, kids now that are called things like that but you know because you know today with american culture being so prevalent here like thanks to the stadium by the way america but uh 
Um, does Dyer have to change the way he plays the holding midfield position with all the yellow cards, or has his aggressiveness a needed component in the side? I like it. I fucking um, love it. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Mini Roy Keane. At, at, at his age as well, I wouldn't be saying like change your game, just focus on doing what you're doing at the moment because he's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I agree with that. Don't curb think, the lads, you know? I think, you know, just also let him, um, I think some of the, the, some of the tackling and some of the bookings are, are a little bit, are, are indicative of, of, of a player who doesn't, quite know the role to the point where it's natural to him so he takes bookings for you know sometimes being in the wrong position and having to you know, commit a tactical foul but i think that um i don't think you ever want to curb that sort of that slight aggression to his game i think that's a real asset to us and him i fucking love eric dyer i really do i really really he he's taking out that hair mate it, 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 oh, yeah. that's not the haircut of a, a central midfielder <laughs> he should shave it and grow a huge beard like a rugby player Proper menacing, be lovely. He would actually. Yeah, yeah I just I, because you know, like we, we, I think most people, to be fair, were at the start like Diamond Field, and not so sure about that. But there's just this unanimous kind of acknowledgement that he's he's kind of made that role his own at the moment. And the as much as our defence is fantastic at the moment, I think you've got to hand some of that to Dyer, like because yeah. yeah. we've we've lacked that screen, haven't we, over over our defence for the past couple of seasons, really. Yeah, really well, well what happens rigidity. is um, what happens is when both fullbacks move forward is that the two centre backs split and Dias sits deeper between them. So you've always got three centre backs on the field essentially. So if there's ever a quick break or there's ever something happening and the fullbacks are late back, you've still got a, a three man defence. So they are switching um, quickly to be able to have enough defensive cover and the fact that he's got that experience in that position helps. Um, it's also really helpful at defending set pieces as well because he he is I mean he, okay we're, we're not quite sure if he's a, last season if he was a fullback or a centre back but he has a lot of centre back attributes so if you have essentially three centre backs at every um, defensive set piece that's extremely useful because you you can have I don't know I I, I haven't looked at our marking in any detail but theoretically you could have a Tongan and Alderweireld a man marking two biggest threats and you can have a kind of a, a floating centre-back who just clears up, who, who just reacts in a sort of a more zonal way. It's huge. I, I, I can't can't believe it's a coincidence that our goals against Tally is so much healthier now as a result of him being there for, you know, that, that screening and the kind of the extra protection. Have you got the um, Twitter questions, Jeff? Yeah, uh, and this is, this is a, on the surface, quite a, quite a tricky one, but, you know, I think it's, well, I'll, I'll let you guys decide. We've had one from Crouch. Liam Liam Morris at Liam Morris ninety four. When all are fit, who starts in central midfield? Ben Taleb looks a world beater at times. Mason ever improving, but Dyer and Ali are in brilliant form. I just think it's a nice position to be in. Really, yeah. Well, I think that's that's it, isn't it? I mean, it's just. I think we have to expect at some point that Dali Ali need to need to come out of the team for for a week or two. Um, because you you can't you can't stick a, a a player with no Premier League experience in a midfield and expect him to play thirty eight games. No, um, but yeah, especially with all these international matches, he's going to be after playing. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, established England international. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I the thing about Bentleb is Bentleb is the most talented is the most talented holding player. Um, certainly technically, but 
he's still a bit of a theory to us. I mean, he's, he's great, but he's obviously his confidence has obviously been knocked, and he, you know, he's played an awful lot of football in the last year. So I don't know. I, I don't. It's not that I'm I'm willing to answer the question. I just don't think we need to answer it. It's just you can pick and choose, though, can't you? Yeah. You can do it um, dependent on, on the situation. Position, so right. Absolutely. If you're away at if you're away at City or something, you can have. Dyer and Bentaleb sat there yeah. because Sergio Aguero is going to score five goals. Um, so you can be a little bit more assured. Or if you've got someone who's more porous at home, then you can put in Deli Ali because you know he's going to push on and be an additional attacking but, but do you, uh, What's absolutely fucking fantastic about it is I don't believe there's a single player there that's over the age of 25. You know, that's No, we've got the, uh, the youngest... Um, side in the league aren't we because yeah. um, Gary Neville was pointing this out the, the side um, against City was the youngest in the league all season yeah. and that, that, that's four I would say aside for maybe Ali who as you've raised the point there but he, he does look class but I mean there's at least three of those lads now are established and comfortable Premier League standard footballers and for them all to be that young and for them all to be vying for a place in our team is fucking brilliant and I, I, I would like to think that none of them really have that ego where they would expect to be starting week in, week out, and they would be able to take the fact that they are in a kind of, you know, some kind of rotation system, yeah. um, which is a very nice position to find ourselves in. And they're, they're all players that also have their own very unique attributes as well. Like there's some crossover between them, but they still kind of all boast their own unique asset. And that's, I don't know, I, I just think it's... A, it's, no, I think that's a really it's good great. point. I, I love I think, it. I just, I love, I love our team at the moment. I really yeah. do. I, I think it's also important that kind of they're a team that you can really get behind. They're a very likable team, um, and that there's nothing. I don't know. It's just, it, it's, it's just fun to watch because also like none of that, uh, apart from Nasser Chadley, none of the sort of the the players who regularly play at the top of the formation are older than 24 either. It's like we're watching a kind of. Um, I, I'm not going to suggest we'll definitely keep all of our players over the years, but you're getting to watch a team grow together and just, you know, it, every week there's a, a new detail about a player that we get to watch and enjoy. Like Ali's the, 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 the you know, perfect example, but watching Lamella become a better player and, you know, and Dias gets better every, every week seemingly. And it's just so much fun. Um, and forget sort of what it adds up to in, in an achievement sense. It's just, it's just fun to be a fan again. Mm-hmm. We've had one from uh, Gene Oliver, who has actually been on this pod before. Uh, he's an Arsenal fan. I just want to caveat that with. His, his question isn't that obnoxious, although he's put an obnoxious lol in brackets at the end of the tweet, so I would guess that it is an obnoxious question. However, it's a salient one nonetheless, which is, will Harry Kane hit double figures this season? Mm. I think he will. I think he, In all competitions, I think he will. Yeah, I think he will. Um, all it takes is for him to go on a, a couple of little mini runs. Ten goals isn't really a huge total, I don't think. <laughs> I think that's um, achievable. He's just he's having a, to readjust his game slightly because he's got much more attention on him than he ever had did previously. And last season he had that slight element of surprise where people weren't entirely aware of him in too great a detail whereas now he's a he's a household name and a, a focal point of the side uh, he's obviously a bit tired um because of the amount of football he's having to play i don't think the 
the European Championships in the summer were all too helpful for him, especially given how poorly England did. It wasn't as if we were fostering a winning mentality by sending him there. Um, but that's a separate point. The England, I'm sure when we talk about Dali Ali in any detail, if we do, the um, the England point is is to be made. Um, but I think he's just probably slightly tired, just finding his feet again. Yeah, I mean, he's been lacking the goals, but he's actually been playing all right. Whereas you think about someone like, you know, Eden Hazard, for example, who seems to have just completely slipped off the radar this year. There's no real fuss being made about that yet, you know, in typical fashion, as happens to young English players. And I'm not trying to play that whole, oh, the English are victims. But as we've spoken about in the past, like our worry with Kane, with all that hyperbole and all that pressure behind him, is the flip side of it is the second it looks as if there's a you know, the tiniest problem, it's, oh, he's shit, you know? And that's, you know, oh, he's whatever. He's another Emil Heskey, although I'm not, I'm not allowed to make that one with you, am I, sir? Because you no, like Emil Heskey. Absolutely not. No. Um, but, you know, I just think people need to be a bit more grown up about it. I mean, b- before before Sergio Aguero hit five goals this weekend, he'd only scored one Premier League goal this season. I think he'd only had about three shots on target in the league as well. Um, so strikers do go so through that sort of form um, if, I, if I make the England point now just because it's in my head and uh, we'll probably forget about it later is that with players like Kane and Ali do you not think and given that it's international week that rather than cherry picking them and putting them in an England side where they, they know nobody else essentially around their positions they're never going to have played with anyone before they're only there is essentially to sort of welcome them into the setup and make them familiar with how senior football works. Do you not think it should work how other leading European nations and South American nations and the, the leading international teams do where it's never one or two that really pop through. It is four or five or six all together who form a basis of a side and then they will come and refresh a side altogether and it'll almost give them one tournament together to sort of get used to that process and then they will further, you know, as building together, they will build on. And there's always space within that to have a meritocracy to allow perhaps older players that are flourishing later or or younger players that are, are completely exceptional to come through. And there's always a little bit of leeway, but if you have a spine that you have cultivated over time through the 16s, 17s, 18s, 21s together then that, to me, makes much more sense. I think the entire process is backwards. And I think it harms being a selfish club fan as we are. We we support Tottenham more than we do England. It affects our players because I mean, we, we point to Andros Townsend every time as to how badly it can it can delay somebody's progression because he, he could have been at a higher level now than he currently is, but a large proportion of why he isn't is because England gave him an instant gratification and a sort of you know gave him the, the highest honour a footballer can really have without him really earning it or or being you know being given a reason to, to try and progress any ball so it's, it's a it's a bugbear of mine the way the England team but is don't you think Raj, that I, I agree with you completely and that is how it should work but I, I watched quite a lot of age group football over the summer um, you know, twenties into Lani and twenty ones, and you just like yeah, you, you should be able to take like half of a class, half of a team, and graduate it up the age group and stick them, and and, and and you know develop that familiarity further. But it just isn't the talent 
to do that at the moment because you, you, you're stuck between two situations where either either you prioritize that familiarity or um, and, and you know in our case you over promote players who perhaps aren't quite good enough for that next level or you have to drip feed the squad like we are at the moment and there aren't five deli alleys in the England you set up at the moment in the, in the instead of the England developing groups at the moment I mean that that sort of that uh, the, the Toulon team had had pockets of promise, but there was nothing in there. We just, just we, there was nobody there apart from maybe Chiba Akpom and and um, uh, and I thought Chelsea's John Swift was quite good, but there was no one there really who screamed, "I'm going to become an international." And ditto the under twenty ones over the summer. Well, Kane had already been there, admittedly, and John Stones probably would have done that had he had he not been um, concussed during the tournament, but. It's a very um, there's a real paucity of, of talent, and we're just not in a position to to promote on mass. Really, is that not a knock on effect of decades of mismanagement? Though, yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. But then you can't correct that within a couple of years. That's a that's an institutional reform area. But you can slowly start to do it because if I mean if they don't <laughs> try to correct it at all, if they just ignore it completely and continue with this same policy of instant gratification then it's not going to help. It's never going to change. Yeah, well, I agree with you. But then what you're doing is, do you reckon that, okay, if you were in... You have to write off. You have to write yeah, off but 10 years. That's, that's the thing. Who's the manager you're going to put in charge to do that? Who's the, who's the one that's going to sit in front of... Harry um, fucking <laughs> Well, no, you pick, a, you pick a manager who is, you know, you know, 30, 35. So, right, you, and you put him manager and you put him in, you put him in charge of the 16s or 17s and he grows with the players. Well, I think that's and, what they're know. doing with Gareth Southgate. Well, he's not very good though. No, I'm not, I disagree with that. I, I think Gareth Southgate is a good manager and I think what he built with, with what was a fairly limited under 21 squad was quite impressive. I mean, it didn't add up to very much at the final tournament, but England throughout the qualification process were, were excellent. Um, and, he worked with what what is quite a limited group of players. If I tell you, like you know, you have players like with a great respect. If Tom Carroll is starting for an under twenty one team, your under twenty one team is not particularly rich in talent. I mean, you know, compared to Portugal, who had William Carvalho in their midfield, they had Bernardo Silva at the tip of their formation. At the tip well, of their exactly. Football. We don't have that. If talent. William Carvalho was English. He'd be starting for the senior team. He would do, but then that's that's a that's a what if question, though, isn't it? That's a if you have that talent, do you promote it? And the answer is, of course, yes, but we don't. Therefore, you can't say... Um, but Portugal haven't promoted it, have they? They've still got him playing for the under-21. No, no, I mean, watching Portugal recently, but I, if they're not, they're not, they're not. But then, you know, Portugal have also presumably still got Giamatinho playing in, 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 in the base of their midfield, which is kind of a luxury that we definitely don't have. I mean, if Paul Scholes was still playing for us, then... We've got Michael Carrick. <laughs> yeah. But you, you've got Michael Carrick is is a, is a sort of thirty four year old Michael Carrick. It's different. It's not you know, and I, I don't I don't think that um, if we had a, a twenty eight year old Michael Carrick, maybe that'd be slightly different. But yeah, I don't know. I, I agree with you in principle. I just don't think the 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 actual reality of it adds up. I mean, you, you you're right. You have to employ a manager who who is willing to kind of to to bear the ire of the nation for the sake of tomorrow, which. I don't know. I just don't know who that person is. I mean, I, I think Southgate will inherit the job from Roy Hodgson, and, and I think there'll be benefits to that because he he um, he definitely has merits as an international manager, and he has that ability to to create something out of a group of players who are quite transient. 
Um, and that's a, that's a really valuable. The FA bottled doing this before, though, didn't they? Because they tried this with Stuart Pearce. But, but Stuart Pearce didn't know his arse from his elbow. I, I mean, Stuart Pearce was, was the guy, you're right, they, he was the guy they wanted to do that with. But if the guy you want to do that with is no good at his job, it's not like it's going to be bad for lots of different reasons. And Pearce, you know, I mean, forget his under 21 record, look at his club management record as well. It's just, it's just not a good football manager. He's just an ex player. Um, Fuck England, anyway, lads. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Let's uh, let's let's have this this question. We had one from uh, Tom Foynes eighty seven, Tom Hayward, who uh, actually is on the Tottenham Way podcast. It's a good pod, just have a listen. Um, he asks if it's not as good as ours, but you know we've been over that part. Um, <laughs> if if your dog died, which Spurs player would you like to break the news to? In our case, Raj, I guess cats, because we're both established yeah, with cat people. If you say if your if your pet died, let's change it to that. Which Spurs player would you like to break the news to? I, I personally feel like I'm I'm not really one for. Uh, I get a bit awkward about like those kind of things. I'm not very good at processing emotion in public. I, I, I like the kind of like rip the plaster off approach, and I think someone like Hugo Lloris would do that. I think Hugo would come in and be like. Yeah, your cat is uh, your Lichette is uh, is dead, you know, and that'd be it. And he'd just sort of fuck off. He would, he wouldn't. I don't think there'd be a shred of compassion about it. And that's that's kind of the approach I would like. I don't know. Um, I'd uh, maybe Danny Rose, comforting voice. Cat's dead, mate. Aurelio Gomez. He don't play for Tottenham anymore. Is it not past players? Aurelio Gomez would run into the room crying himself with your dead pat in his No, Aurelio Gomez hands. has this habit of hugging his defenders during periods of adversity. Like, he, not in, um, I said this on Twitter yesterday, not in a kind of like, you know, in a row sportsman way, but in a kind of hold me, Aurelio, I'm suffering kind of way. And I think, you know, he, I think also he just, he, Aurelio Gomez always just seemed like a really decent human being, like a really kind man. He was always doing the charity stuff and he was, you know, always smiling with that weird bit of facial hair that he's got. And you know, I thought, yeah, if my dog died or cat or fish or you know, pet shark. Your, uh, your Gomez impression was a bit kiss me hardy though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what? Kiss me hardy. No, I don't know what that is. Nelson's last words. You never heard Nelson's last words before? No. Good Lord. As he was dying. Um... He, he what was it? His second in command, Hardy. Yeah, his uh, yeah, alleged he, lover said, as well. Yeah, his last words were "kiss me, Hardy." Really? There's um, varying different um, interpretations of what exactly that was was meant by that. But I think the the biggest thought of that is that they were having a, a relationship together that wasn't <laughs> of a of a captain and a first man uh, at that time was was too popular. Ah, I see. Okay. All right. But there's other there's other interpretations. I, I'm surprised you don't know that. It's one of the most famous last words ever, I thought. I don't know. No, I, um, I'm not. Yeah. Interesting to lead in the pod. There's something for you to Wikipedia later. Wikipedia later. It's 9.30, mate. I'm going to bed after this. Um, I think that's it for the for the listener questions. Um, so, I, I, should, we, should we start to wrap it up, lads? Yeah, let's do that. So, we've hit a nice hour now. Not a bad little lesson. <laughs> nice hour. Yeah. So hour and six. Hour and six minutes I've got on my watch. There you go. You happy, Raj? Yeah, I just got ten minutes of football in there. What oh, about oh is there a fantasy football update, Sebastian? Because hasn't been one for a few weeks. I've been listening. Yeah, okay. Well I'll I'll, I'll do that now. I checked earlier, it's shocking. One of my mates 
um, played um, Sergio Aguero as his triple captain, mm. which I didn't even I didn't even know existed. He's got a ludicrous amount of yeah, points. Yeah, it's new this week. And you, this year, uh, triple I, I don't like it being overcomplicated. I don't know what it's all about. I just sort of play him and, and hope for the best. Harry Kane got no points because he obviously rifled one in his own goal. What's the points situation for an own goal being scored? How many minus? I think it's like minus two. Mm, okay, should be more. And I think I think he just gets two points for turning up. And he had those both taken away. Okay, so um, in third place, 444 cumulative points. We have Lucas Phylus. He's just called his team name Phylus. Or Lucas, sort that out. Um, just going to have a quick check for legit... Yes, it's clean. None of the band players. He's no got nonsense. Fucking, yeah, no exactly. nonsense. He's got Aguero. Uh, Will Cole, uh, Colwell, uh, second, 451 points. Neville wears Prada. Was that so? Will Will Colwell's in number two. Yeah, he's doing pretty well. Oh. He's got ooh. Will you bastard? Fucking hell! He's got Aguero, De Bruyne, mm, Azard, and Aspilicueta. It's grey area that one. I mean, it's kind of we don't say it, but it's kind of implied that you know. Anyway, um, I think you're allowed Hazard and Aspilicueta. Yeah, in fact, I've got Aspilicueta, so yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> um, uh, Bung Benidi is in first place. Sorry if I've mispronounced your mispronounced your name. Uh, Four hundred sixty-four points. Team name is uh, Kodak Tebu. Nice. Um, and checking, checking, checking. Fine. He's got Aguero too. It's just fucking unfair. I'm the only person in the entire game that doesn't have Aguero as his captain. I didn't pick Aguero either. Good man. Well done. Um, I'm having an absolute mare. This is the thing. It rewards it rewards a poor team selection. So, um, no offence, Kodok, but... Um, no, that's that's your team name. Sorry. Um, no offence, but like, how, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be allowed to lead a fantasy league when your back three is Alexander Kolarov, Johnny Evans, one point, and Francis from Bournemouth, whose first name I don't know yet. Sorry, Bournemouth. <laughs> And he's been rescued by Aguero. 50 points. Anyway, well done, etc. Seb, your bottom of the uh, Super League dream team as well. Jack's overtaken you. Well done, Jack. Uh, I'm pleased with Jack. It's a a victory, kind of. I I feel we're we're sort of sharing our successes this year. um... Jack, do you want to tell him? Yeah, go on. No, you you, you can break the news. I think you'll do it in suitably smug fashion. It's been me managing Jack's team. (laughs) So well, I've had a Royalty I just had these images of Jack, <laughs> of Jack diligently like studying R- Super League form and just learning a little bit more and subtly no, watching no. it on Thursday nights. And given that he was like three thousand odd points behind you at one point, and I was like ten thousand points you ahead, I said, to him, catch me. Yeah. I said to him as a challenge: if you give us your password, let's see if I can catch Seb. And we conspired, and uh, I've uh, oh yeah, I've caught you. You've up done well. I've, no, uh, yeah, that's fair enough. I, I must I admit, admit I'm simmering with rage. I'm, 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 I'm a little angry because I just I feel humiliated now. Because it's been months as well where you've just thought it was Jack. Well, I kind of, as a result of knowing it was Jack and knowing I couldn't catch Raj, I sort of tuned out of Fantasy Super League. So I don't, I can't remember the last time I made a change to my team. Oh, right. But yeah. I um, I just thought, oh, second place is there. I won't be humiliated. Raj is enjoying it a bit too much, so we can kind of laugh at him for that anyway. And now it's all blown up in my face. Brilliant. Brilliant indeed. I'm very happy with that. Right, well, let's uh, take it out the back of the woodshed and uh, put it to death, lads. Nice. Um, 
If you want to listen to any of the previous episodes of Rule the Rich Podcast, you can do so on iTunes. God, I thought you were going to break your chair again. Or on, it's not me on a chair this time, actually. Was it not? I'm, I'm, sat, on, I'm sat on my bed. Ooh, alluring. <laughs> <laughs> Come to me, gents. A Charlotte banned you from chairs? Yeah. <laughs> no, she hasn't. It's just more comfortable in here now. It's getting cold. You like the house pet? It's getting get, what, banned from furniture. Yeah, if it's not defecating on them, it's breaking them. So, um, if you want to listen to any of the previous episodes of Rule the Rift podcast, you can do so on iTunes or on the Acast player, which you can download for your smartphone devices. Um, it also gives us a nice little player on Twitter now as well that you can play on uh, on Twitter. There you go. There's um there's loads of people as well. Well, I said loads, like two that <laughs> ask um who you know these these odd anti Apple people in the world who've got sort of this Android brick that I don't know what exactly it does, but it looks ugly. They don't use iTunes or anything. They go, how do we get a hold of your MP3? I don't think there is a way to get hold of the MP3. You just have to suck it and download iTunes. I think. I think you can download off of Acast, can't you? I- no, you can't. You can, there's no direct download. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, you either have to stream it because you know it's 2015 and that is available, um, or you can download it through iTunes. Um, yeah, go with the technology, you mugs. <laughs> coming from Seb, if you want, if you want, if you, if you're unable to do either one of those options, and so be it. It's uh, it's your own fault. You're you're gonna have to bow down to Steve Jobs and uh, suckle from iTunes. Didn't know what you were gonna say then. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, follow us at RTR pod, RTR underscore pod. There we go. Um, otherwise, there's nothing much more to say. Um, bye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.